Hey guys, it is Black History Month. It's February, and today I have asked one of my best friends in the entire world, Britt Barron, aka Beans, <laughs> uh, to come on and talk to me about this month and why it matters and why it's something that everyone can celebrate. Here we go. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is the Rise Podcast. It's Black History Month. (laughs) This is, I I almost wrote this in my Instagram post the other day, and then I was like, it feels like an entire chapter in a book. Between you and Rosie, truly. Um, mm. It was. It has always been such a celebratory month. It's not just like, oh, this is a thing. It's like every day, this is what we're doing. Will you talk about this month for women like me who didn't grow up with a lot of African Americans in their circle and so don't understand why this matters so much and why it is so important and I mean, I could go off all day, but this coming from you feels like the wisest course. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, thanks so much. And it's so fun to see like you now being like so pumped, like what are we doing for February? You know, Um, because it is just such a special month. And I think there's, it's important on so many levels, right? So it's important on just like a historical, factual level that you, this is not history that you learn, that most people learn in schools, right? Like if I didn't have parents who were like giving me books and teaching me things, I would have graduated from college thinking that maybe Martin Luther King Jr. was the only person to ever fight racism, you know? Um, and so there's like a lot to learn just historically. And then like celebratory, like it's just a good time to pause and important time to like stop and reflect that once you learn the history and you realize the history of black people in this country, then you realize that like a month out of the year to just stop and be like, we made it. That's amazing. The odds were against us and we're going to like celebrate like crazy um, and honor that strength and resilience is like super important. Um, So I think it hits a lot of fronts. And I think sometimes there's like weariness or adversity or just like unknowing about it that I think can cause people to be like confused or not sure how we should be participating or is Black History Month only for black people? Um, And so I think it's just a a good reminder that this is for everyone. Like black history is U.S. history. Um, And it's really important to celebrate because it's it's not celebrated. The other 11 months typically um, an intentional time to like learn and unlearn is so important and so valuable. 
I loved, uh, did you see Chris's post that he posted this weekend about going to New York and getting to experience the history? Yes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So I loved that perspective of why. So let's play sort of the the thing that people say, because if we're going to talk about this, then we have to acknowledge what people mm-hmm. like to say, which is like, why should, why is there Gay Pride Month? Why is there Black History Month? Why is there mm-hmm. Women's History Month? Why, are, why mm-hmm. do we need to celebrate these things? Will you speak to that? Yeah, totally. Um, I think it's easy. It's, it's because, you know, we need these months because the, there's a majority powerful narrative that has persisted in our country for hundreds and hundreds of years that isn't black, that isn't gay, that isn't female. So when you think specifically, I'll talk about like black history, we had 343 years in this country under slavery and Jim Crow. That's not even counting. That's only going up to 1954 after Brown versus Board of Education, um, which so many things have still happened since then. But if you think about the dominating narrative in our country for hundreds and hundreds of years has not been represented by black people or queer people or women, um, then you realize that the pendulum at some point has to swing the other way and we need intentionality to say, we got to hear these voices. We need to learn about this history because it has been shut out for so long and so i think when people sort of say like isn't it just more like create more division or you know what are we doing it's like no we're highlighting people who have been on the margins who haven't been in the dominant narrative and we're trying to help create a more well-rounded understanding of the people who exist in this country i really want to encourage you guys if you've never heard it one of the very first podcast episodes i ever did was with beans do you remember that so long ago? yes and we yes, talked I love it. We, we dug into all the idea we talked about so much of this but Beans had come years ago and done um, like a diversity training and inclusion and all of this. It was like a day-long program that you did with our staff at the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about is that so often when you start to hear the stories, when you start to dig in, when you start to become aware if you aren't already – There is, like, I remember you saying to me, your guilt isn't going to help anything. Like, if you you receive all of this information and all it does is make you feel super guilty and it kind of, like, shuts you down, that's not the point and that's not helpful. So would you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, totally. And I think that's the... Right. That's the difficult part when you start to realize that maybe you've been fed a majority narrative and that's not comprehensive and then that you benefit from an unjust system and that you are a person who has had unearned privilege or all of these things like that. That can produce guilt. And that's just that's not the productive emotion. That's not what people need. Right. Um, I don't think anyone's out there saying like, man, I just wish white people felt so guilty. And then that guilt would make me feel better. Um, you got to turn that into some kind of action. 
I think about this so often for women. I mean, and come back, you know, next month, let's talk about women right. history as I'm, I'm a super history nerd. And the more that I read and the more that I find are story after story of female warriors. Like I'm so mm-hmm. like interested in this idea of female warriors have been a part of most cultures in the world, mm-hmm. but those aren't ever the stories that we hear. And it's right. a, it, it's a, it's, it's this idea of how women perceive themselves because they don't know the strength in their history. And from mm. an outsider's perspective, that's what I think about, you know, in talking just so, just so y'all know, as you're listening, as we approach this month as a company, I reached out to Beans, my my good friend Beans. Then I reached out to our friend Rosie, who are both strong, confident, incredible, powerful black women. And I was like, y'all, I really want to use my platform to talk about this thing. Um, I follow Rachel Car. Is it Cargill? Is that how she says her name? I don't know. I've never heard her say it, so I'm yeah. guessing just based off the spelling. Yeah. So yes. so I follow Rachel Cargill, and she was talking about coming into this month and what it means for African-Americans, what it means for people who are white, what it means to use your platform and your resources and your access to tell these stories. And that was honestly what made me think. And then I reached out to you guys and I was like, hey, I would love to talk about this, but I want to make sure that I talk about this in a way that feels respectful. Like I literally said, like, can I, am I allowed to, because I didn't know. Like, Mm -hmm. is this something where if I tried to say, hey, let's celebrate it, is that appropriate? And y'all were like, yeah, like if, if it was Women's History Month, it would be totally appropriate for a man to share a woman who had inspired him. And so uh, we, we set out as a company and then also for my platform to kind of how do we celebrate these stories and, and tell these stories. I think it's the same as like female warriors. These are – it's exactly what you said. Black history is – American history. This is our story, the the good and the bad. And there are so many incredible narratives and truths and powerful and inspiring things that, to your point, were never taught in school. Totally. And I think it's for it's for everyone, right? So like you just said, like learning about all these female warriors, you wake up and you're like, damn. I'm so strong, right? Like, that is me. Like, yes, hear me roar. And it's the same thing. Like, when when I started learning about all of these figures in Black history, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we are amazing. Like, we are so real. I can't even believe how much joy Black people have. I can't even believe how much fun we're able to have, how much all of these things after being knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, told we couldn't, told we were less than, told all of these things. And here we are. Not only we're here, we're proud to be here we're thriving like if you're ever in a room and there's like more than 10 black people it's fun like you know what i mean like i don't even know how we do this yes. like this shit is amazing yes. um and i don't think black people are the only people 
um, who can benefit from that perspective and that experience, right? So like you're saying, if more men knew about the strong lineage of these female warriors, right, what would that tell them about the roles that they get to take in society? What would they tell them about the ways in which they interact? And I think for white people or um, non-black people, learning about these black figures in history, understanding the resiliency uh, of black people has a lot to teach everyone, right? Mm -hmm. We're not the only people who have ever been told we couldn't do something and then we did it or that we were less than and then we still came out with pride. Like all of these things, I think anyone can grab a hold of. Um, And it's such a shame that these stories are hidden um, from so many people in our country because they're beautiful, right? And they have something to teach everyone. So we're, we're recording this on Monday and this past weekend, the Taylor Swift documentary came out. I'm going to take this in a real it weird direction, did. but just just roll with me oh. for a second. Yes. And what I think is so fascinating is was your reaction to that documentary versus mine or other white women that I know. So yeah. uh, Beans, tell me if I'm going way off, but I just okay. I find this fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Is you do you okay so wait let's start here am i making a sweeping generalization do you think that like you and your friends and your sister and you're just like you are so confident in yourself and you're like i'm freaking here let's go that is mm-hmm. my perception am i is that a ridiculous assertion to make no i think it's um it is a generalization, right? But I think sure. it's, I think you're onto something, right? Um, I don't think there are no black women in the world who have insecurities or da da da. But I think, I think more often than not, what you are feeling is true in that there, there is, right, a sense of pride that comes yes. from being black that yes. permeates all over. And what I found so interesting in in watching that documentary was for me or Amy or even Sammy watching it, we were like, yeah, we get this. This is that we have felt similar things. We know this narrative, whatever. And you and Rosie were like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, why is she so insecure? She has all of this access. She has all of this resources. She's like, you were so... Is that I mean, I, I find that so and you said something which I think is so interesting. You were like, go find <laughs> get yourself a black friend. Like go find a black friend well, so that you can like be free. Those are your literal words. It, it <laughs> Yes, and this is a fascinating angle to look at this conversation through, but it's so true. Like I barely made it through watching it. I know. Because um, I was like, girl, like you you you're okay and not only are you okay you literally don't have to prove yourself to anyone right um these people like they can say whatever they want about you and that doesn't have to impact you like that literally doesn't have to affect you um and then what's wild is at the end of the documentary which you know no spoiler alerts because it's literally a documentary and you know her life already but um 
at the end of the documentary, you show her and she's like happy. She's like speaking out politically. She's like healthy. She's like doing all these things. <laughs> and you look around and it's literally the first time in the entire documentary where she's got queer people, people of color, <laughs> all these people around her. I'm like, yeah, girl. Okay. Well, welcome to the club. If you would have just, you know what I mean? Like, but that's what happens when we rob ourselves of access. Like, like the power narrative in her life was obviously white and male. Yes. And that and narrative you, and told her. And this is her, not us. Like, watch the documentary. She's sitting at a table with a bunch of older white men literally asking their permission to be herself, which is, like, yes. painful. Right. It was painful to watch. And this is this is not even a, a knock on her, right? This is, no, this I is love, what I happens. Mean, like, I don't know if you've even heard a Taylor Swift song before the documentary. She's one of my favorites. Yes. I, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Because you text us. You're like, watch it. We need to discuss. I was like, okay. <laughs> yes. But it's just, I mean, I feel like it, it put basically a microscope on what we're talking about. Is like there's one dominant narrative in her life. And that's those are the only stories she's ever heard. And those stories said, to be successful, you need to be thin. You need to look yes. a certain way. Your music needs to do this. You need to win this amount of Grammys. You need to have the right boyfriend. You need to do all of these things. And that was crushing her. It was yeah. literally crushing her. And then she starts to like, you know, the end, you're like, expands the narrative a little. And you realize like, girl, don't, no one gets to tell you who to be. Mm-hmm. Like no one gets to tell you how to be. And if they try, you don't have to listen. Right. And that becomes more true when you get to hear more stories of Absolutely. people who in history were like, I don't care. I'll be a warrior. Shoot. Like, what? you know what I mean? It sounds like from my perspective, you are raised in a culture where... Like, you know, Taylor Swift or let's like, oh, I'm not going to be thin enough. I'm not going to be whatever. You were raised in a culture where we're not even talking about body image. It was just you were not seeing representation in the stories and the history books and the magazines like nobody looked like you. So you're already living into a world that says, like, I'm going to keep showing up regardless of the fact that I don't I don't have that example and you're not showing someone who looks like me. Am I making sense? God, I wish I had had more sleep last night. That, like, <laughs> you're just, ugh, I'm, I'm not making sense. And I feel well, like I'm going to come across as sounding like an idiot, but. Okay, I think this is what you're saying, which is, like, kind of what we were talking about in, in the um, beginning of our conversation was if you, your confidence, your pride has to come from somewhere else when it's not coming from everything around you, like confirming it. Yeah. So you're not looking to like, okay, I'm once I, once I get on the cover of 17 magazine or once I look like the girl on the cover of 17 magazine, then I'm going to have value. You know, then I'm going to be proud of what I look like and who I am. And it's like, well, I'm never going to look like the girl on the cover of 17 magazine. I need to find something else, some different kind of thing, you know? Um, and I think that, it's less fragile. It's more unshakable. I think it's, it's what we see in the black women who are paving the way currently, right? Is it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I literally don't care what you say. Like, you know, I'm a bad bitch, basically. (laughs) Yes. That is is what we're going for. Um, Well, and I, I think that, um, the example I, I, that's in my head right now, because we just saw the movie. Did you ever see the Harriet movie? Uh, no. I feel like that's another, like, I want to dig into that one. But you, it's impossible to read about or watch a movie or see anything about Harriet Tubman and not just be like, well, what the hell have I done lately? 
Like what? I mean, right. What on earth? Like what in the world? The I mean, not just one time, but so many times, and all the things she did, and like literally walking her way to freedom, and then going back for people, and mm-hmm. freaking leading leading soldiers into battle. Like her story. You want to talk about a female warrior? Holy crap! So inspiring, right. and there it's. There's so – I know. I don't have any – I have like the barest – I don't have the knowledge. I don't have – you have been so involved in – like when I first met you and the civil rights tours that you would do and all – and you have so much of that history because you – like that's your community and everybody else – I'm trying to articulately or I'm trying to um, say this in the right way. Like – it is your story, but it is our story. Like, this is something, oh. particularly if you're listening to this in the U.S., like, that's our history. I grew up, like, always in school, like, trying to find myself in the story of, like, Abraham Lincoln, right? Like, what does his leadership have to teach me? And sure, you're like, okay, yada, yada, yada. Or reading, you know, a book about all of these white people. And you're like, okay, like, what does that mean for your life? So I'm like, so... For damn sure, someone in my school could have learned something from Harriet Tubman, right? If I got to find myself in this story, like, why can't you find yourself in that story? And that's been the big miss, right? I think for a lot of women in particular, because there were black women, literally, since, like, our arrival, like, on this country who have been, like, some of the most badass figures in history. And to rob all women in school of knowing that is such a tragedy, right? Yeah. Um. And then on the other end, if you don't teach people about how truly horrific slavery was and Jim Crow and all these things, well, then no wonder people don't want to engage in a conversation about race because they don't think it's important because they don't understand how we got to where we are today. Well, and something that is, I think, important for people to understand, too, is you grew up pretty predominantly in white neighborhoods. Is that that's my oh. understanding of yeah. So, yes. So yes. what? So it's not. It, it's an even greater thing too, because not only are you not seeing yourself in what you're learning at school, but you're not, you're literally not seeing yourself in the people who are around you. Yeah, totally. And that's. I mean, I have exclusively my parents to thank for so many things. I, I say all the time. I'm like the the ways in which I, you know, consider myself. <laughs> as a a student of so many of these things isn't just because I'm black, it's because I've taken time to read a lot of books <laughs> and and to learn things and to put myself in that history. And um, as a, a black person who grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods, schools, college, grad school, I just went for it. Um, and then married someone who was white, right? Like um, it's, you know, it's been a very intentional journey of like, these are things I need to know and I need to uh, have with me and carry in the deepest part of me because this is part of me, no matter where I am or who's around me. Like this is, this is me. This is us, you know? How do you think, I mean, I, I wanted to have the conversation today because I wanted to, honestly, my intention was if you are listening to this and you have not ever considered this, have never thought about celebrating it, if you are a person who is white and this has not crossed your mind, um, I wanted to have that conversation. But I'm also curious, do you feel like there are members of the African-American community who because maybe they didn't have um, 
the access, or they didn't have parents like yours, or they didn't have that. It doesn't. Does this affect the African American community as well? Of like, they don't know their history. Does totally. Yeah. And so the first person, like Black History Month, started out as a week, and that week was um, initiated by Carter G. Woodson, and that was his whole thing: is like people who don't know their history, like not knowing where they came from will only be detrimental to like that people in the long run. And so um, it's sort of inception was kind of like, Hey, we got to know this so that we can like thrive and succeed. And I think, yeah, I think that's a, a, a huge miss and tragedy is that the same kind of not knowing the same majority narratives that a lot of white folks in this country have heard black folks have heard too. Um, and I think that's had incredibly harmful like (sighs) outputs right um like even yesterday at church um because it was the first sunday in black history month we sang the black national anthem um lift every voice and sing and you know there was someone who was black at our church that was like i literally have never heard that song and i was like oh man like you know that's that hurts my heart right but let's let's talk about it What do you feel like if you are listening to this and you have never considered that this was a month for you to celebrate before, what are some things that you can do to make yourself more aware? Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'll tell you a couple of things that I intentionally do and then you tell them some ideas too. Um, I made a decision several years ago that no, like if I was regularly consuming something like let's say Instagram, that my feed would be incredibly diverse, would be culturally diverse, would be ethnically, would be from different, you know, I would follow people from different parts of the world and in different religions because I wanted, in my mind, I wanted to normalize that I was seeing people who didn't look like me or think like me. And Mm -hmm. that has meant at times that I follow several people who speak out about all kinds of topics that are not necessarily easy to consume, Mm -hmm. um, who talk about white privilege, who talk like all of these things. Right. And Mm -hmm. I stay in that conversation and I read it and I consider it and I am very intentionally because I understand that even if I don't get it, that that is their truth and that is their, and, and it like, I'm, I feel like it's the right thing to do to make sure that you're at least considering a different perspective. Um, yeah, a lot of the people that I follow, sometimes I'm like, dang, oh, it, tur- it hurts and it's hard because I am mm-hmm. a white person and I do have white privilege. I do. I'm mm-hmm. so hyper aware that I have access to things and get things that it it is different for me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not always easy to be confronted with, but I want to make sure that that is a conversation that is regularly in front of me because I also want to make sure that that is how I lead my company and that is how I utilize my platform and that's how I raise my kids. Like I, we have this, us doing this and the work that we're doing to celebrate it as a company has meant that we've had so many conversations about about Black History Month with our kids that Mm -hmm. never in my life growing up was that something that I experienced. And totally. I w- we were driving to school the other day and I was I was talking with 
uh, Sawyer and Ford, like, hey, you know, tomorrow starts Black History Month, and what does that mean to you, and why do we celebrate it? And we were having this conversation of it's it's celebrating these stories, but it's also like who it's celebrating beans and it's celebrating um noah and it's celebrating rosie and it's you know and then ford's like and mr omari because it doesn't matter if if he hasn't seen omari Uh in two years that's always gonna be his favorite (laughs) human on the planet i feel Um, the same but but even that conversation with your kids of what does this mean and who do you admire and what are those stories and why does it matter? What are some of the things that you think um, besides the, a very simple low hanging fruit of just like making sure that you are surrounding yourself intentionally with diversity? Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds like simple low hanging fruit, but I I don't actually think it is for most people. Right. Um, There we like to be only, gosh, you go with what you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so the beauty of living in 2020 is that like you can say you need to have like a diverse like representation of people around you. And that doesn't have to mean you just stop a random black person in the street. You're like, hey, how should I celebrate this month? Right. It means (laughs) that like there's like for the first time ever, you can literally download an app on your phone called Instagram and then see people who are willing to like take the time to put together to the resources to like educate to share their platform um and you that is 100% free like you you can literally google why does black history month exist and that costs you nothing you can there's so many things that you can do um that feel like such long hanging fruit but I'd say most people don't do them, right? Most people are thinking about their own story, their own life, their own thing, um, and are happy following people that that just confirm sort of the narratives that they've already understood. Um, So I said it's a big one. And whenever people ask me, like, kind of what can I do or how can I celebrate or this or that, I'm like, you tell me, right? Like, you're the one who knows your life. So, for example, if you already follow super diverse people, you know, in your feed and on your stuff, is there like a Black History Month parade in your neighborhood? Is there, um, there's so many books that you can read to take the next step of understanding how to get into anti-racism and how to use your privilege. Um, do you have kids? If you have kids, are you talking to them about it? Are you, are you not, you know, you're, you're the only one in those conversations. And so you figure that out. But I think what you said is beautiful. And I love even you personally, right? It's, you have this platform, right? You have so many people who who get to see you and you're like, okay, this month, every single day, I'm going to highlight someone else who you can follow. Even just doing that is is a step. I think there's a lot of people who don't want to, who feel overwhelmed by not knowing how to get in the conversation or where to start or like feel scared that they're going to say something wrong or do it wrong when it's like, man, just diversifying your social media feed will take you a longer way than you think, you know? Like, you're having these conversations about white privilege. It's like, yeah, that's like, that's a, a ways down the conversation that a lot of people haven't gotten. And, and Instagram has helped, right? Which is, like, amazing. And I think, I, I think that ultimately it is... This is a month of celebration. This is an opportunity to highlight incredible people. This is tell those stories, share that message, and ultimately get to a place where this isn't a month that we just have a 
country that is celebratory of every kind of person all the time. That's the like um, a miracle place that we're all trying to head for. And even if that's not something that is easily within our grasp, I think that the intention is we shouldn't need a month. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, we so shouldn't be like, okay, these, we can talk about black people for these twenty days. Then we need to get women a few days. Yes, <laughs> yes, eventually, yes, like, yeah. yeah. We should have sort of just a represent story. Yeah. freaking everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, as per usual, you have helped me wade through a conversation that I am absolutely inept at. Um, And I appreciate that you're always so willing to have hard conversations with me and talk about bigger picture and hopefully change the way that people look at something that they're not familiar with. Uh, It is Black History Month. There are so many incredible, badass stories that if you are listening to this and you don't know about, I want to challenge you Mm -hmm. to go learn those to go dig in it's really not that hard to do you just have to put the intention behind it um and you can check in all month long i am sharing some of the women who inspire me most uh hollis co is doing some really fun stuff and um start today brand is sharing black owned businesses so you can shop and buy all the things um and i guess Ultimately, my challenge would be for listeners to ask yourself what you can be doing, whether you're listening to this on February 6th or August 3rd. What can you be doing to make sure that your community and the media that you consume and the world around you is a representation of every kind of person, not just people who look like